Welcome to the Pod Circle Podcast, where we bring practical tips and insights for every podcaster. From aspiring podcasters to experts with hundreds of episodes under your belt and everywhere in between, these conversations dive into all the topics that matter most to you. Today, we are diving into podcast metrics to help you measure success. So in our last episode, we talked about setting realistic expectations for yourself. And we want to come in here and continue to pull back the curtain a little bit on this topic because I think sometimes we can get caught up on those vanity numbers, number of downloads, and that feels really big. And this is the listenership I have. And so we want to bring it down for you today and talk about what is winning for you and your podcast. So we've got a few metrics to help you quantify your goals and measure success. Yeah. And the very first one I'll I'll kick right over to you is number of episodes. So if we've said it once, we've said it 1,000 times on this podcast, consistency matters. So the number of episodes is showing that you are consistently showing up. You're building uh, loyalty, you're building repertoire, you're building repetition with your listeners and saying, we are going to be here when we say we're going to be here. And I think this is a metric that we kind of undervalue. And so I want to be your cheerleader as always and encourage you to celebrate when you hit those milestones. Hey, I've got consistently, I've hit 10 episodes. I haven't missed a week. Hey, I've done 10 episodes and I threw in a bonus that was relevant to my topic because it was had a seasonality. Let's say you have a podcast um, around hosting and so you do a special bonus episode around the holiday season. Like there are ways that you can start to throw that in, but how can we measure consistency and the number of episodes and continue to celebrate that? That's a metric that matters, I think. That's really good. The next one is average listen time. So knowing who your listener is. Um, Are you a long form podcast or are you a 20 to 30 minute podcast, which most, uh, I would say most are. The average commute time in the US is around 22 minutes, 25 minutes. I like to encourage people that are starting out with a podcast are kind of trying to figure out like who that that ideal listener is to start with a a bit of a shorter podcast. So, and then as they grow and they gain listeners, more times than not, they're going to ask for either more frequent podcasts or just longer episodes. And mm-hmm. so take that feedback and run with that. But to start, I tell folks like 20 to 30 minutes is what most people can chew off because you can see the rates like in podcast analytics, they tend to drop off yeah. after that. So, you know, oftentimes folks aren't even finishing an episode. A little bonus tip on that is to, if you're running ads, Place mm-hmm. them in the first 15 minutes, at least that first ad. That's good. Make sure it's in the first 15 minutes because you're going to get the most amount of listeners there. So one thing that we do in our strategy sessions with new podcast clients mm-hmm. is that we help them assess what is your target episode length? What is that yeah. time? Is it a 30 minute episode? Is it a 15 minute episode? That's something we help folks do all the time. And it's, it's pretty important to nail down. And it's pretty hard, I think. Um, it is a art and a practice to keep your podcast short if you're aiming for short. I know that that's a challenge that we have. We're both yes. talkers. Oh, and so totally. to be succinct and to make every word count um, is really important to keep your listener engaged. I think a metric that I track on a consistent basis is top episodes. So I think if you're thinking in broad terms, if you have a guest-specific show, you might think, hey, my best episodes are going to be those with my big guests, right? And they have the biggest reach, and so they're going to put it to their listeners, and it'll be the best one. But I have found that that can be true. But what is also true is that my best episodes are the ones that are hitting a felt need for my client um, Mm. and for my listener. And so if they're searching their feed and trying to pick an episode, 
the one that's going to hit and serve them are often going to be the ones that's going to be the top episode. So if you're tracking those and saying, hey, every time we talk about X topic, we get a ton of listeners, talk more about that. What are the more nuances that you can do around that? Um, And it really helps you assess and plan for future episodes. And it helps overcome that creative fatigue that we've talked about before in the past. Absolutely. And don't be afraid to do a best of. You know, yes. maybe at the end of the year, you want to take some time off around the holidays because you can, in your podcast host platform, you can uh, you can see those top performing episodes. So the next point on this is weekly downloads. There's a big misconception between, okay, what is a specific episode getting yep. like from last week versus what are the weekly download numbers overall? Because remember, people are going back and they're consuming your old content. Maybe they're just not caught up yet. Maybe yep. they're a new subscriber and they want to go listen to binge, listen to a bunch of past episodes. And so I'll use the podcast that Mackenzie, uh, another podcast that she hosts and produces as a perfect example. I was pulling some numbers for them this past weekend and yep. their average download numbers are really nice at around 4,000 downloads. But, you know, a more recent episode is around 2,000. Yep. Everyone hasn't consumed that yet. So mm-hmm. as a whole, each episode on average is getting about 4,000. And I think that's really important to know that. And I think that's something to be encouraged by because when I, when I present that to a lot of podcasters on calls uh, that we work with, they're really surprised. They're like, wow, these yeah. are actually much better than we thought they were. Mm-hmm. And it's because the more recent episodes just haven't accrued those numbers yet that the old ones have. So check in on those from time to time if you, if you do your own podcast and run those numbers. And, and my guess is that you'll it'll be an encouragement to you. Definitely. And I think it just speaks to your quality of your listener. Are you creating a show? And do you have listeners who want to go back and consume all of your content? If you're seeing those numbers, those weekly numbers be a lot higher than your individual episodes, that's speaking to that you've got a quality show and people aren't just consuming the first one. They want to go back and and learn more from you. You're getting more people and they want to learn more from you. So that's awesome. Yep. And you made a point in the last episode I want to bring in here. Mm-hmm. A great way to have evergreen content is to create evergreen content, you yeah. know, just jot down like, oh, this would be a great topic that's really evergreen that we could record anytime. You know, you can recycle that content, you know, as a rerun later. It's just mm-hmm. always, it's always evergreen. So let's talk a little bit about reviews and ratings, McKinsey. Yeah. So when you have reviews and rankings, you're going to do better from discoverability standpoint and from a credibility standpoint. So the uh, platforms that host them, Apple, Spotify, when you've got those reviews and you've got ratings, they're going to push you higher. And so I think that's something to pay attention to. What is your overall rating? Is it a four? Is it a five? Is it a 4.8? Is it a three? Like It'll help you figure out how you need to better and improve your show. And it'll also show you, am I creating credibility with my listeners that they're willing to go and take action? So how do you get reviews and ratings, Kyle? You go out and you ask for them. You ask. You shouldn't feel icky. We've talked about this, like self-promotion's only icky if you're not serving your audience. So find creative ways to ask them to rate and review. Um, Help them feel like they are a part of creating success for your show and helping more people discover it. It's all in how you frame it. You can say, hey, we want everyone to listen to this. So it would really help us if you would like, rate, and subscribe, all of those things. So we're saying this. We want more people to learn how to have better podcasts, to do it sustainably. So why don't you go and give us a rating? Why don't you go and subscribe um, and leave us a review? Absolutely. And make sure you tell them how to do it. So, for example, on Apple, you have to open up your podcast app. You have to go to the actual show 
and then you have to click rating. They kind of like hide it. And so on that yeah, one, you scroll have to down, scroll all the way down, right? To the bottom. Yep. And then that's where you can do it. Um, I think that's a thing that's, that can be tricky for people. It's like, okay, yeah, everyone's soliciting my rating and my review, but I go an Apple podcast app and I, I can't find where to do it. So if you just yeah. go to the show and scroll down, there's five stars there. You can leave a rating and you can drop a review right under it. It's a little bit easier in Spotify. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's just right there at the top of the show where you can leave uh, leave a rating right there. So as a tip for you all, give us some helpful best practices on how to even yeah. rate and review your show because I got some feedback from a client one time that says, hey, I'm asking people to rate and review all the time. And then people are like, oh, I can't figure out how to do it. Know your listener. Yeah, know your listener. Asking people to do something, I think is also a way that you can know whether or not your podcast is landing. And I think that's a metric you should track. So let's talk about website referrals or links or what's another metric that maybe you don't think of as a podcast metric I should be tracking when it comes to links you're putting in your show notes. I think it really does help you assess if your podcast is a lead source to other products and services. So you can create trackable links in Google. This is my marketing tip for you for the day. You can go and create trackable links in Google and then it'll add kind of at the end of your link. It makes it a little bit longer and you can see where is that traffic coming from. So if you have Google Analytics, you can see, oh, this was a podcast link and they clicked on my email list or they clicked on this free offering I have or they clicked on my store and got to it here. You can see they're called referral links. Where is it referring to? Yeah. Um, And I think that's showing that you have a show that's pushing people outside of the ecosystem of just podcast into other products. They're willing to take that next step with you. Um, In marketing, we always joke, don't ask someone to marry you on the first date. So a podcast is just a date. We're just talking. We're just dating. And maybe I want to take it to the next step and say, let's go on a weekend away together. Like that's that's going to my email list. (laughs) Exactly. And I'll speak to the email list a little bit. If you have one, a podcast is a great way to grow that email list. So put a call to action, at least at the end of the podcast to say, hey, um, if you want to join our email list, we give, you know, whatever that is, create a clever name for it. Here's, we provide, you know, three tips every week on how to do X, Y, and Z. Obviously, that's probably going to be part of your expertise and whatever it is yep. that you do. But create that call to action there. Make it really easy for them to uh, to sign up for that because email marketing is is still the thing. I always say it's the only list that you actually own because mm. you're using other platforms and you don't own your social followers. You don't even own your podcast listeners, but you own your email list. So you do. Yeah. What's your newsletter called, Kyle? It's called Podcast Pro Tips. We, we do it a few times a month. We put together the most helpful and relevant podcast tips, whether it's, you know, about gear or just things that are happening in the podcast industry, best practices. And um, we send that out a couple times a month. All right. So that was a shameless plug for his uh, list. You can join it in the show notes. All right. So the last metric that we do want you to pay attention to is downloads. I know at the front end, I said the vanity download number, but it is important. It's not the most important, but it's still important. It's reminding you and showing you how many people have subscribed. A download number basically just goes to your like the number of feeds that it's going into. And so your download number is going to be different than your listener number. And I think that can be a little alarming to people of like, but I've got this download and someone downloaded it, but they didn't listen to it. And how are those numbers different? The numbers are different because it automatically goes to their feed because they've subscribed. They're a follower, whatever that language is that the the host is using that week. I feel like Apple has changed it a couple of times on me. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the number (laughs) of people that actually then went and listened for a little bit of time. So don't be alarmed if those are different numbers. 
Uh, but it's still important that you're getting in front of people and it's still getting delivered to them every week. And so it's a number yeah. that you can fall back on and know and kind of have as um, a barometer of, is this continuing to be successful? Am I continuing to add to the number of people who are subscribing? Podcast subscriber numbers mm-hmm. are notoriously difficult for podcast host platforms to track. And I don't. I think that there's a big misconception about that. Like we use Transistor and they even say as like a little like a little blurb in there. These numbers are really, really hard to track for X, Y, and Z reasons. So oftentimes you'll see that your download numbers per episode are a good bit higher than your subscriber numbers. It's those subscriber numbers are a podcast host's best guess, best estimation based on a number of different factors that they pull together to produce that subscriber number. So I think that's really important for you to know because if that number just seems lower, There's probably a reason for that because it's not really exact. So Right. And I'm listening to shows I don't subscribe to all the time. I mean, I'm sure that you are as well. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know that I'm really ready to get this every week, but I'll give it a try. So Yeah. Totally. I think that's totally normal. It's like it's the whole dating thing. Like we're just we're just dating. Like we're not ready to hit that subscribe button yet. So all right. Well, we want you to be successful. And these metrics are gonna help you just stay on top of how am I doing? It's gonna help you define what success is to you, but that's my biggest encouragement. Set realistic expectations for yourself and measure success for what is success for you, not success for the biggest podcast number you hear out there. Totally. I think we just so often do that, right? We just start to compare, Mm -hmm. but are you being successful for the goals that you set out for your podcast? Exactly, and it's quality of listeners over Mm -hmm. quantity of listeners every time, every time. A quality listener who is engaged in your show, that's clicking your outbound links, that's following you on social media, that's signing up to your email newsletter. I would take a hundred of those over a thousand listeners that are just, that are not engaged. And, and, you know, if you're not converting them into customers, Mm -hmm. then you're just producing podcasts as a, as a hobby. And, and if that's okay for you, and if that's your goal, have at it, do it. And you've been successful in your goal. Exactly. It's all about those goals that we talk about in our strategy sessions when we launch, uh, help customers launch new podcasts. Mackenzie and I do those strategy sessions. So a quick plug for our podcast starter kit. If you are a new podcaster, you're just, you're podcast curious. As I say, sometimes you're just kind of thinking about getting it, getting into it. Download our podcast starter kit. It's a handful of PDFs. It's, I mean, we compiled so much information in there. So many resources. Yeah. And you can find that at podcircle.com slash start. We also, I just mentioned here a minute ago about strategy sessions that yeah. McKinsey and I do. This is for new podcasters. This is for podcasters that have been in the game for a long time and that they feel like they may maybe have hit a wall. Maybe their yeah. download numbers have stagnated. We can get on a call. It's an hour or two, depending on which package and yep. help ask just some big questions to suss out. Okay, here's what's worked in the past. Maybe mm-hmm. here's a good way forward. Maybe here are a few guests. Things like that are really, really helpful for people. So um, we'll drop a link for that in the show notes as well. So anything else before we wrap up, Mackenzie? No, I think you hit it all. We uh, want you right to be on. successful. And if you're feeling stagnant or these numbers aren't reflecting how you want, uh, we'd love to help you figure that out. Awesome. Well, we hope you guys have a good week. And as always, we'll talk to you next week. See you next week. Bye.